Ava Talks, inspiration for creating a sustainable and fulfilling life. Hello and welcome to our podcast series dedicated to discovering new, creative and sustainable ways for making choices that empower you to live a happy and meaningful life. In our today's conversation with our special guest Eva Biebrecht, the director of the International Virginia Satir Institute of Germany, we speak about the ways movement and dance allow you to express accumulated emotions. You will learn how your self-image and freedom of expression are influenced by the way you interact with the most important people in your life. And you will also gain valuable insights about how you can use bodywork approaches, movement and dance as paths towards healing and reconnection to the energy of life. Enjoy! Hello Eva and welcome back. Hi Alina, nice to see you. You are very active and very creative in what we call family therapy and you engage a lot with the work of Virginia Satir. And apart from that, you are also very engaged with body work and therapeutic methods that involve the body a lot of times. I wonder how this experience of working with the body and the body awareness has come to you. You know, I sometimes like to say you always teach uh, what you need yourself most and i guess that is also a little bit the connection of this i'm actually formally trained as a dancer from the age of four i was sent to ballet and and then it was well you know a a formal training uh, but obviously in that age a little bit playful and then getting more serious and i was very engaged in this and also in my 20s I uh, was quite talented and I had a scholarship to go to, I was discovered to go to Chicago to a dance school called Gastrodano Dance School. And at the time I already had a plan to actually take over our family owned business. So I declined the opportunity to become that dancer for this company dance company and I joined the company (laughs) later on so I followed this track and um, I think there was a big grief process and not being able to fulfill that part of the dream but also movement dancing was actually a double-edged sword for me it was high discipline it was also connecting to physical discomfort and challenges and so it was a little bit Um, a resource state, but also for me, connected to challenges. And interesting enough, because of this declining of this possibility, I actually almost completely disconnected for some time from movement and from dance activities. And then interesting enough, um, a physical challenge in my body, I I had an autoimmune disease that where I felt very physically challenged brought me to Dr. Gilligan, who is a hypnotherapist, to um, a method that's called the trance dance. And I was a subject and I was working with my autoimmune disease. And what he was offering was 
a process where I could um, express in a physical reference the problem and the solution. And that became a dance. And I also had um, kind of a reawakening with one of my teachers, Judith Delosier, that I saw her the way she was teaching was she was dancing her teaching. And it brought me to this idea, wow, there's a different way of doing teaching rather than just doing it in a very formal fashion. You could actually express your body and have the body being kind of the first language that will then allow the words to follow. So there were many awakenings where um, in this process, I realized after I've done the process that my symptom period was shortened and the period without the symptom was lengthened. And that brought me actually to this discovery about, I want to say about a decade ago, maybe even longer, where I realized dance and movement is my first language. And I was formally trained to use it as a method to perform, to show a specific outcome. But what is it, um, how, how could I return to a different way of having an inner way of connecting to the inner movement, the inner rhythm, the inner dancer, if you wish, to have the inner dancer come out forward and speak its own language so that I could learn from my inner teacher as a way of um, expressing myself more authentic, as a way of processing accumulated emotions that I couldn't share in my family system because there were rules around emotional sharings, but maybe my body having a, a way of expressing it. So I, I went on this very self-discovery journey of giving birth, if you wish, to movement and dance practices rather than from the outside performance outcome to inner expression of my deepest, most authentic self to show in extension a way of a first language. And I found it to be transformative. I found it to be freeing. I found it to be touching. And that brought me on a very long journey of educating other people in different ways of um, using dance and body movement um, for different purposes, very specifically. Mm -hmm. I wonder, as I see small children, little children moving, and then as we grow older as adults, at some point we tend to lose this freedom of movement. And the natural movement is replaced by thought movement or somehow restrictions in the way we express things through our body and through our postures. And I wonder why do you think this happens or when is most probably that this thing happen? You know, I mean, we, we all, I think here comes more of the um, systemic um, family therapeutic thinker. We're social creatures. You know, the, the way we develop is through the way we are 
uh, met by the eyes of important other people. So depending on how we get yeses or noes to the way we express ourselves from the outside to other people, we will either way do more of it or do less of it. For ex in, in my personal example, I was a high energy child. So I would, you know, jump off of different things and I would, you know, explore different things, a lot of movement, a lot of motion. And my parents used to tell me that um, they said that we couldn't control you in, in motion. Um, so, and, and, and then there's also fashion, you know, the fashion at the time was they had these little, they looked like little pants that you could, you know, put to the, put into the frame of, um, of the door, um, screw it in and then hang it down and then put little babies into those little pens. And then you could bounce in those pens. And basically you were fixed there though too. So at the same time, it was kind of like a playful thing, but it was also safe, which kind of makes sense from a um, family perspective because you want the baby to express, but at the same time also be in a safe space. But being kind of restricted to be in those little pens is a way of saying, this is the only space we allow you to move. So if I have a very different range of moving my body, then the messages don't express all of that. Um, so you start limiting yourself. The same is happening with other things. You know, maybe you're doing something and you know, your mother is a little scared. She said, don't, don't do that. You may fall. I'm learning if, I'm ex if I do certain movements and I get mad with the eyes of other people, this may be dangerous or this may not be seen as liked. So I'm beginning to divide things into this is good, this is not so good. And it also has the same, um, the division of good, bad, wanted, not wanted, um, too much, not enough. The same cognitive mind division that has actually been translated through the eyes and the voices and the words I get met by significant people I make that a message of those divisions. Yes, no, too much, not enough. And then I start categorizing it and that will show up in my mo movement. Whatever I came come across to not this, I restrict my movement. It's not becoming available to me. And here's the, here's the magical part. I came to notice that when I allow people to begin to do maybe wider emo mo movements again, different movements, unique movements. Uh, and I will do that in my education. I will encourage people to do certain movements. I may offer that and then mirror it back and then take it on and see where that takes them. Through movements, I will reopen the doors that have been closed by conditioned learning. And so I'm when I teach movement classes, I want a, a top or a bottom up from the body experience, create a possibility how we create new meaning um, to certain experiences. So I'm creating bodily experiences that will then help to translate that into new ideas, into new meaning makings about ourselves. And in that reclaiming um, certain identity parts that we may have had to leave behind because it wasn't very much wanted and then bringing them home into our bodily, energetically and, and resourceful sense of self and then reclaiming a part of ourself that is important today. While I was listening to you, I could 
just envision a, a lot of parents telling their their children to stay still so that the children would translate that by staying still and not moving around Mm -hmm. they are good children and this may be also a way for them to express their love for their parents by not disturbing them yeah and this is one way of freezing those movements inside our our bodies and actually from what i understand through your work you get people to reconnect to that energy that was previously in their own bodies but was frozen at some point along the way and practically relearn how to to give some some sort of form to that energy through their posture and through their movement yeah yeah totally i i I love how you um explain that the way i see is is you are resourcing going back to the source you you reclaim um a possibility that was available a long long time ago but that for good reasons to um to please other people we were restricting ourselves and 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 lost the access to and and to me there are many different processes I have developed. I've you know, developed like the coach dance, which is um, a movement practice to connect to certain um, high quality ingredients to activate a certain inner state that is a, as a good high quality state to us. And I've, I've helped people moving through an emotional journey of reclaiming emotions and energies um and and through freeing that in the body and freeing it through an expression of dance or movement and to me it really is a reconnection a returning home to the fullness of what the bodily capacity is to move and then bring as the the word emotion has motion in it so it's also moving and bringing it into certain direction and um to me it's a refreeing and then another word for me was like would be defreezing as you said you used the term frozen but also a stepping back into the continuation of the river of life you know i see we're flowing in the river of life and along the way sometimes we um stop the flow and and so this is one way of the continuation of the flow and really stepping back into the juices of our life and the river of our life and 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 that is one way of doing it and it can you know give us experiences that are resourceful it can heal it can integrate an, an understanding of an episode that may have been really difficult and now through a bodily expression can now become more meaningful and helpful it can be um, a way of feeling more energized and more complete so there are many um, different ways and different reasons how to move why to move and what specific explorations and exercises to do Mm-hmm. And also bring the awareness in, into movement. So 
actually by tapping into that resource and reconnecting with a primal energy of, of life that was present from, from our birth, having still the, the mind of an adult and the life experiences of an adult, we can recreate that experience and integrate it with our, our mental abilities, our emotions and our actual physical movement yeah totally i guess another aspect for me is also dance can be such a ritual space you know if you look at if you look at um certain um tribes and certain um native americans i mean as i was you know in in for example first time in south africa and and being part of different ritual ceremonies you know there's always dance involved in it if, if you go to bali there's balinese temple dance I, I, as i went to china there was also dance it's such a um you know it's a it's a ritual space that connects us to our mensch to our humanity to being a human and that's also in community. And it also, to me, really reconnects us to such an original source that's so essential and important. So, and, and that's why I love to do it in a group of people. And I usually begin in a circle and I end in a circle to then also see everybody equal in, lo in level and value. And um, usually I, I end with one gesture or, or just have their name said in their own voice tone at the end of it. I usually have a little ritual how we ending this or we have a maybe like a peace dance or something at the end. But the circle is also a symbol for me. We come from an understanding that dancing in a community has so many important connections to tap into our humanity and our and our interconnectedness and make that available and experience it and and there's so many qualities that we can explore there you know everybody has their unique way of expressing you there's no doubt everybody has a unique way of dancing and it's beautiful you know if, if people give themselves the space to to do what they want to do and so for me that's another element too. It's a ritual space that connects us to our deep um, roots of humanity. And, and that's what's important for me as well too. And that's where the dance and the way I introduce dance and family therapy has the same source. It's connecting us that we're all coming from the same source, that we have the gift of a body, and there's a beautiful way of using the body in ritual and movement. And if we turn to that, we find our uniqueness and our sameness, our spiritual connection, and our humanness. And to become fully human, again, is what the original idea of Virginia Satya, the great family therapist, was and still is for me. And the mission was creating peace within ourselves and then peace between and among. And that's another shared ground between the movement, the way I teach it and have been dis discovering it and reclaiming it myself, and then also bringing it to the family therapy and for the purpose of peace within, peace between and peace among. 
and that's how they connect for me yeah that that's really beautiful how you you put it together and integrated this uh, approach of family therapy and movement together and maybe um our next topic would be one that would elaborate more on how we can create connection and communion with, within our environment and our communities mm -hmm. in these days and the times to come. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that. And thank you for everything that you shared with us today. Well, thanks for asking me. That was really nice. And that was our today's episode of our Choices series. Let us know your opinion about the topics we touched and make sure you share it with the people that would most benefit from listening to it. To be sure you are not missing out on important topics for you, simply subscribe to our channel and get notified when new episodes are released. Until next time, stay healthy, centered, connected and committed to design the life that you want.